We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, my dog. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nate Green, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. The dog's walking up here mid, uh, mid-start mid to this podcast, but uh, Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well. I thought you were giving me a new nickname. My dog. <laughs> the and dog. Like, Whoa. Mad dog. Okay. Mad dog, uh, Nate. Mad dog, no. Nate Russo, yeah? No, no, because he makes <laughs> some very, very bad, bad things. He says some really stupid things, but uh, no, good to be here. Excited to talk Angels baseball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Absolutely, absolutely. A uh, big uh, series split there for a team. Uh, a lot of things went right. A lot of things went wrong for the Angels this series. Uh, we'll break it all down for you here. Um, <laughs> but uh, but first, before we get going, just want to thank everybody for listening and watching this wherever you are listening and watching. If you could share this with a friend, let them know that uh, you found the best Angels podcast out there. Uh, Talking Talking Halos is the best 
Angels podcast out there. I really do believe it. If you could, if you haven't yet, leave us a review wherever you are listening or watching. Um, subscribe to us again wherever you are listening or watching. Follow us on all of our social medias. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim, Nate on Twitter, Nate Green 34. And let's get this show rolling again. Angels split the series with the Chicago White Sox and head over to Boston to take on the Boston Red Sox. Don't want to get them confused. Black Sox, Red Sox, yeah. White Sox. Too many socks. Too many socks. Too many socks. Good thing it's only two socks, though. Yes. You only wear two socks. All right. All right. All right. Jokes. Jokes aside. Jokes aside. Big. Uh, big series split. Big thing I want to talk about here is the umpiring. Felt like, um, you know, uh, it. It just feels like all, all, uh, all season so far. It's been just rough umpiring all the way around. I know that. This is not the reason why the Angels lost any series, uh, not the reason why the Angels lost any games, but 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 I feel like it's something that we need to address. And just because we've been doing series recaps and series previews and such like that, we really haven't had time to talk about things going on inside of Major League Baseball right now. So, I mean, Nate, has the umpiring actually been as bad as we think? I, I don't know. It was interesting to see four calls overturned in one game at one spot. That's never happened before. No. That was a first. Yeah. Um, so that, which also typically you would think that umpires try and stick together, which is why I think that it should not be umpires up there. It should be um, ex coaches, ex players, maybe maybe two ex coaches, maybe two umpires. So like they can all get on the same page. But that is a problem where umpires are going to watch umpires' backs and they don't want a guy to look really bad. So if it's going to be close, they're going to say, you know, we could get a good look at it. So we're going to call him, you know, whatever the umpire said the call was. So that's one thing that I have a problem with. Um, when it comes to behind the plate umpires, you know, I think that you're going to get what you're going to get out of them. That You can argue about how bad or good they've been uh, this season, but I think the only thing that you can ask for is consistency. And I think – as many Angel fans want to uh, criticize umpires for not for for the Angels getting the bad calls, I, I think when you really look at it, the umpires have been pretty consistent. Like fans are always going to remember when their team got screwed. They're not going to remember when the other team got screwed. So they're going to be looking at going, man, you know, Otani got screwed on this call, Trout got screwed on that call, and then you know, Ward, all these guys getting screwed on their calls. And then you, you look at it and you go, well, didn't the other team have just as many calls they got screwed on too. And it's like, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to talk about those. I want to talk about Rendon, Otani, Trout, all these guys, all our big, big name guys getting, um, getting calls against them. So I, I think that's going to be a tough thing to, to talk about umpires with, because you're always going to remember your guys not getting the right calls, not the other guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just, I wanted to bring it up and, and going back to those four missed calls, it's not like they were blatantly missed, you know, like they those were all bang, bang. Really that's like missed. centimeter. Like that's yeah. like, those were all reviewable calls. Like there, it wasn't like a, like we've seen Angel Hernandez make some pretty rough calls in the past and such like that. It wasn't like one of those where, you know, he blinked like right as the play was happening. It, it, they were all very close. So I'm not even like indicating that it just, it does just seem like, you know, maybe because we have more technology and we have, you know, more strikes and such like that. And we've been paying more attention to it that, um, you know, there's been some rough calls early on in, in the season, but uh, nonetheless, I, I agree. I don't think that 
I don't think it, you know, it hasn't been a factor. I don't think in, in, in a lot of games. And they're uh, still in first place. Like it, it's hilarious that if you're going to say all oh, the angels, you know, they've gotten really screwed this year with unparsley. They're in first place. They're winning games. They're supposed to, they really haven't lost any games that you can look back and be like, Oh, the umpire is the reason we lost that game. Like it's the players on the field, making plays, winning yeah. games. That's they've what had a lot of, they've had a lot of good opportunities. Like even the one where, uh, where Marsh got called out on, on strikes there when facing Kendall Graveman, that was clearly a ball. Um, well, they, they had their opportunities that game, you know, I mean, and if you, uh, if you do the lineup correctly, Mike Trout's probably hitting in that situation, not Brandon Marsh, because Mike Trout should be hitting two, no matter whoa, what. Whoa, so. whoa, hey, no, no complaining yet, Nate. You know? I, I'm just saying if you want to get technical, Mike Trout uh, should never bat anywhere lower than two in the order every single day. So if he's hitting two, then we're not really having to worry about, and then it pushes everyone else up. So maybe Otani gets up or maybe Rendon gets up again in that, same spot we were hoping Trout gets up in. So. Different things happen in that game for sure. I want to see Mike Trout get. I want to see Mike Trout getting more at bats than Brandon Marsh and more at bats than Taylor Ward. Anyways, though Taylor Ward's absolutely swinging it. Um, but again, besides the point. Besides the point. Uh, to move on from the umpires, we found out who uh, May second, I think, was the date that the yes. uh, twenty-six man roster had to go down. The Angels sent down two relievers in Elvis Piguero and Andrew Wants. Correct. If I'm that is saying. correct. Cool. Yep. So that we got the answer to that, though, we're going to see a lot more moves here in the upcoming days and weeks, I think, because or just days in general here in this Boston Red Sox series. Uh, Luis Renifo and Jose Rojas are with the team. I don't know if that's going to make a huge difference or anything. They're going to need a starting pitcher here real soon because they're on a five man. They're running a five man rotation out there right now. Um, I was told the Renifo Rojas thing was more of just needing a taxi squad guy because they are going to the East Coast and. Yeah. The Angels, most of their guys are on the West Coast. So yeah, they, they are going to need a guy because I think the, the real thing is, is Otani going to be healthy? And if Otani's not healthy, then you have to obviously bring up a, a position player for him. Or maybe you well, just bring uh, up a pitcher. You have to bring up a starting pitcher because you're already down a pitcher with Suarez getting sent That's down. I know, Rosenberg's, I know Rosenberg is uh, with the team, but I don't think I would want Kenny Rosenberg to start, nor do I want Jimmy Herget to start another game off. Um, I want Jaime Berea to start. Yeah, Jaime Berea is fine. He, he um, has I, deserved it. He has pitched outstanding. That guy deserves a start. Berea. Yes, besides the point, though, besides the point, um, let's get on to recapping this series. Like I mentioned, Jimmy Hurry getting the start in game one because Noah Syndergaard was sick. Uh, fantastic game. Fantastic team game from the Angels. Angels ended up using uh, six pitchers combined for three hits on one run, uh, gave up one walk. The one run came on Jim, uh, against Jimmy Hurry, which, again, fantastic like if you're getting this out of your team um great news however it did scare me uh just scared a lot of people down the road because you didn't know about the bullpen you didn't know what was going to happen um besides the point though again uh taylor ward i think ended up a was it a triple shy of the cycle dude's absolutely raking um again angels ended up winning this game five to one big day all around for the angels really ended up i think um I think it was just a good situation in general that that happened. Big team win for the Angels. I don't know if you have anything else to say about that game. Yeah, really, really important for Herget to get three innings. That's that's so huge to get a guy who's typically one, two inning guy to, to start the game. Not typically a star. I know he started in the minor leagues, starting in college a little bit, but to get three innings out of him and to be able to use him, you know, later on in the series, that's that's very, very important. So. I think that was a big start because if he went out there and went one inning and gave up four or five runs, 
this series would have been way, way different. So that was a huge, huge start for Jimmy Herget. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great to see Jimmy Herget just because I think he reminds me of myself. I, I'm a big Jimmy Herget fan. Keep him around. So, yes, Angels won game one of the series. Um, moving on to game two, tough game. Jose Suarez pitched, um, worked into the fourth inning again. I think we needed to see him get into the fifth and si- fifth or sixth inning if he wanted to win that game. Unfortunately, he gave up eight hits on four runs, walked two, struck out four, gave up two home runs there. Um, on a plus note, though, of that game, before we get to, I know you want to talk about Jose Suarez this entire time. I know you do. Um, but plus notes, uh, Tyler Wade, two for three. I mean, he's been a plus note this entire season. Fantastic. Love it. Absolutely love it. And then the bullpen came in and shut it down for four innings. Um, you got Andrew Wants, who came in and threw an inning, and then Jaime Perea, who, again, I think we, we're both in agreement he deserves a uh, deserves at least one start and see how he does. I know it's probably going to be three, four, maybe five innings, but um, but I'll take I mean, it. He, he's thrown four innings before, so I think you yeah. could easily get him five innings, um, depending on pitch count, of course. But Get on to your I, complaining. <laughs> Go ahead. It, 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 I mean, he's Andrew Heaney, right? He's the four and, thir- four and a third. He did get into the fifth inning, to be fair. He, he did pitch into the fifth inning. He did not get an out in the fifth inning, but he did – Go out there for the fifth inning. Um, just White Sox don't lose the left-handed pitchers. This this was going to be a tough one for the Angels, knowing that. Um, but yeah, Suarez, I think he was rushed. I think he needs some more time in the minor leagues. Um, and he's not really a guy that, if the Angels want to win a division championship, if they want to be a playoff team, this can't be one of their six guys. I think they need one more pitcher. Um, Griffin Canning is not the answer as of right now. Jose Suarez is not the answer right now. I think you got to go out there and find one more guy who's going to pitch and be competitive. Like you're looking for a guy who's going to go out there and throw five, six innings and just be competitive because some, some of his outings don't even look competitive. Like he's throwing 85, 90 pitches in four innings. And it's like, you've walked five guys in four innings. That's not competitive. Like, Go out there and give me a chance to win. He has not really given the Angels a chance to win yet. So that's my biggest complaint with Jose Suarez. I think you've really got to start looking at the free or the uh, the trade market. You've really got a lot of you've got a lot of a lot of teams already. The Reds seem to already have called it quits. You can always call Oakland, see if they're willing to trade a piece or two. Um, Kai Bush. I don't think he's quite ready. I don't think he's quite ready either, you know, but the f- I'm not, I'm not bringing up a guy in a playoff on a team that's in first place right now. Yes, and but, if I know, pitch, but if he pitches well, if, I'm, like, I, I yeah, think, but, I think you have to entertain bringing up Kai Bush. And what happens if he's Reed Detmers? What if he's sending back down to double A? So then you just you ruined, you give him two or three. Oh, I, read that, I don't think Reed Detmers has been that bad. I think you're still, I think you're I'm still, not, I'm not saying he's been that bad, but I'm just saying what happens if you call him up, he goes one or two starts, doesn't show that he can compete at this level, and then it's you got to send him back down. And it's like and you find out he can't compete at this level, and, and yet. nobody was trading for him. Any, nobody was trading for him anyways. And then but he's not him. ready yet is the problem. I think it's damn. I think it's. I think he's pretty close stuff wise. I'm. I'm in. I'm intrigued. The fact that I'm at least bringing this name up is at least intriguing to me. You like get I'm excited not saying, about prospects. Not saying Brett Carey. What? You get excited about prospects a lot. So I'm just I'm I'm not a huge I, prospect guy. I, I'd rather go trade for an established guy who you know what you're going to get out of rather than roll the dice with a kid who has never pitched at this level and he's 
six months out of college. I mean, what what if I said Davis Daniel? Like, oh, you get, should bring up Davis Daniel. Does that make you feel any better? No, because we, we still don't know if he's ready to compete at this level either. That's why I'm saying, like, I'd rather go get a known com- commodity that I know what I'm going to get out of him. That's why I love Chris Bassett. Chris was Bassett that- was, a, was, was a guy that you knew was going to go out there and go six innings, three runs every time out. Like, would you rather pick somebody? Would you rather pick somebody up off of the like DFA market than bring up Kai Bush or Davis Daniel? It depends on it, it depends on who the DFA market has. Obviously, like um, Logan Allen, I, I'm not going to get Logan Allen because he has proven that he's not 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 able to compete at this. But like, you can call the Reds right now. The Reds have three wins. We're Luis Castillo is also hurt, by the way, so you can't go get Luis Castillo. Tyler Malley's not. Yeah, but that's gonna, cost, huge... that's, gonna, that's gonna cost you an arm and a leg. I don't think I don't think you got the point yet. I think that you got to stick. Oakland's pretty bad. Oakland's pretty bad. Frankie Montas is available. There are a lot of pitchers on pad teams right now that you can go get. So I I'd at least call around and check in. Uh, but for me, if if I'm in in charge of deciding who the next starter is, I go opener for one, and I let Berea go out of the pen for the next five. I think that's the best case scenario. That's fine. And I, I mean, you have to at least entertain bringing up one of those kids. You have to in, entertain bringing up one of those kids. They're top They're They are a top prospect. I have Kai Bush at number two. Now I have Davis Daniel in the top 10. Ryan Smith is in the top 15. Top, top prospect 20. on a team that is ranked 28th in prospects. I don't care about prospect rankings. It's what you see right now. Kai Bush, Kai Bush, electric fastball. Davis. I, I, I'm just there's saying a, there's a reason they're ranked highly in a bad system. You got to entertain in a system that hasn't proven that they can throw out their competitive pitchers yet. They've done, can, they've done a very can, good job with producing pitching lately. I'm just saying they have produced major league pitching, but they have not produced dudes yet. They produce guys that can pitch in the major leagues, but they have not proven to produce guys that are going to be effective in the major leagues. All right. Regardless, regardless of it, you have to entertain bringing up one of those guys. If you're sending one of these, if you're sending a uh, Reed, Reed Detmers or um, Jose Suarez down, you have to entertain bringing up one of your prospects. So let's get on to game three, the uh, scariest game of this entire series. Absolutely yes. brutal. Um, I mean, we can just move right past everything, basically. I mean, uh, Michael Lorenzen pitched like an absolute champion. Um, fantastic really outing. Cool. Yeah huge eight and a third gave up nine hits but i think a lot of those hits came uh, three of those hits came in the uh two of those hits came in the in the ninth inning um yes. gave up three runs all three came in the ninth uh walk two i think one of them came in the ninth i uh, didn't strike anybody out but really had the two seamer working really had the change up working uh, and just a fantastic all-around outing until the ninth inning we'll get to that in a second taylor ward went two four Four in that game. Mike Trout went two for two with three walks, five um, on on base, five times that game for the third time against the White Sox in his career, um, which is pretty cool. Fifteenth time, I believe, in his career that he's gotten on base five times or more. Uh, but back over to Michael Lorenzen, who just absolutely looked like he was shoving. Actually, he was didn't look like it. He was shoving. He was. Uh, yeah, he looked fantastic, and I know that we'll probably see some regression in him, but uh, but. Are you letting him go back out there for the ninth? I am not, and I know people are going to be upset about me for that one, but it's a long inning. The yeah. The ninth inning was very long. There was uh, It took him a long time to score, too, which really sucks from a uh, from a managerial point, but there was a, 
There was a challenge in the ninth inning. There was a mound visit in the ninth inning. There was change, I think, in the ninth too. Pitching, yeah, there were two mound visits, a pitching change. It's a long, long time for a guy to be sitting down. He had thrown the ball well. He was right around that 90, 88, 90 pitch range. I would have, I would have told him, hey, look, we were going to run you back out there. You threw the ball well, but it was kind of a long inning. Let's just go to one of our guys, Ortega, Meyer, somebody like that. Call it in Chicago. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time. So pitch to hell of a game. Sit down. Let's go to let's let's finish this one off. We're up six nothing. Yeah, and at that point it was four nothing. You could have easily gone to Tapera, who you went to anyway. Had to get him up. Had to get Iglesias up. So it probably would have just been better to go to one of your guys at that point. Just say, hey, four nothing. Finish this thing off. We scored two extra great. Now you even have more room to work with. Finish this thing off and let's go into tomorrow up winning a game six nothing. Instead, we allow Chicago to think that, oh man, we we have something. We have a shot to win this game and leave with a little bit of momentum going into Monday. Um, yes, uh, absolutely 100 percent I um I'm agree. I'm in agreement there with you. I say, you know, if it's a one, two, three inning, you let them go back out real quick. Of course. Uh, 30, 35 minute inning. Don't let them go back out there. Cold weather. I know you want to let them try to finish off the uh, complete game, but you know, you didn't need to at, at the end of the day though, completely different story. If he just goes one, two, three, we're not even talking about that. We're talking about a complete game shutout for Michael Lorenzen, regardless, fantastic, fantastic outing. Um, we can move on to game four of the series. Angels ended up dropping that game three to nothing. The offense just couldn't do it against Dylan Cease who looked disgusting that curveball is gross fastball up in the zone really played he's well good. off of each other he's yeah good. he's real good um really played well off of each other at the end of the day but um but yeah big news on on that side of things would would definitely be Shohei Otani not playing uh he had the hurt groin in the game before and uh we'll see when he pitches next which is another huge thing going into going into at least Boston. he was able to pinch it like yeah at least yeah, he was good enough to pinch it in the game so it's not as scary i know he didn't really run down the line great on the on the ground ball to right you know short right field where second base but um at least he was able to pinch it where it was like good enough to be able to play yep and of course taylor ward uh named player of the week during the game by the way so we got to mention that and then um john for you kurt suzuki went one for three um, so He's you're welcome. up to 200 with a 586, 596 OPS. That is red hot. Yep. Uh, regardless, besides the point, though, also Patrick Sandoval looked good. So, I mean, minus Ish. take out that first inning, Ish. And, uh, and he looked good, I thought. And then you saw two innings from uh, Mike Myers, which is big again. I think he's getting he's getting kind of into that right spot. He's been put in the right situations now rather than in high leverage situations. So I think it, I think you keep them in these low leverage situations and you got yourself a nice little piece there. Um, so anything you want to take away from this series as before we get on to previewing another four-game series against the Boston Red Sox? Don't throw left-handed pitchers against Chicago White Sox. If we see them in the playoffs, do not even think about throwing a left-handed pitcher. Ready, ready, ready. Yep, I agree. Just all righties, Noah Syndergaard, Shohei Otani, Michael Lorenzen. If you have to, trade for another guy to make sure it's right-handed because if we make the playoffs, this is who we're going to see. Make sure we don't throw any lefties. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, you know, fine with it. I think they're going to go out and get get another righty in that in July. So it is what it is, though. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. So uh, no probable starters yet for this next series. One probable starter. One probable starter. Noah Syndergaard. Yes. So um, congratulations on a series win for you. I'll give you that plus one point. You had them splitting. Um, you can all thank Nate for them splitting. 
Yes, my fault completely. So, yeah, but uh, I mean, what do you want to you want to predict this series yet, or? or I mean, you know? we we might as well. You kind of are going to assume that Otani's going to start Tuesday, um, even if he has to sit out another game to make sure that he's healthy enough to throw Tuesday. Um, Syndergaard's going to throw, or, or excuse me, Otani's going to throw Wednesday. Syndergaard is going to throw Tuesday for sure against Michael Walker. That will be a good start. Uh, I really like Syndergaard in that one. Walker is very, very average. Like he, he's one of those guys who he's going to go five innings. He might make it through the lineup two times. They won't let him get through the lineup three times is my guess. So I think Syndergaard pitches good against a Red Sox lineup that has not been hitting well. Um, J.D. Martinez is not hitting well. Trevor Story is not hitting well. Xander Bogarts, like their offense doesn't have as much thump as we thought they were going to. So I like Noah Syndergaard in game one. I'm not even going game by game. Let's just let's just call it. I, I like Syndergaard in game one too, by the way. Um, so I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, go ahead, take your pick since you got it last time. I, I go Angels in game two again, Garrett Whitlock. Um, the Red Sox starter, he has made two starts uh, this year, six out of six appearances, four out of the pen. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to go. I think that the Angels are going to be a, be tough ABs against them. They seem to really grind out starting pitchers. He he might get through three or four. Am I, am I bad? By the way, it's a three game set. I was looking. They the in June they go four month set. I saw that one. So yes. yep. So I that's that makes. But sense. I I have the Angels winning game two. Whitlock is going to be tough. Um, to he's see been, how long he's he been goes. Good this, he's been he good. Has, this year. He has been really good, but I don't know how long he's going to be able to go. Mostly been a bullpen arm. Uh, if Otani's pitching this one, I really, really like the Angels. Um, if it's not Otani, it's going to be – do you push up a guy? No, it's, going to be on, it's going to be Cesar Valdez. That's who it's going to be. Do you push up a guy and, and let him throw a normal rest? Because we do have a six-man rotation. It would be on four days rest, which is a would normal that be Lorenzen? Rest. No, it would not be Lorenzen. It would, would be, be Detmers. Detmers. No, Detmer, a lefty against. Eh, I'd do it. I might do it, as long as you're not going six day rest with Otani. Though I'm not a huge fan of changing up rest days. Like everybody assume, thinks that they're getting their whole like their six days off, five days off, whatever it is. So I think it would be Detmer's. Um, I, I think you got to bring. I think you bring somebody up. Um, and who that is, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see. Because you can't bring up Detmer's, Detmer's is on six days rest if you start on Wednesday. Okay. So maybe you do or go five to- five days rest. It would be his sixth day. Maybe so, you do go Detmers and you've already sent someone to Anaheim from AAA already and they're just hanging out in Anaheim right now. Yeah. Or you just push Otani back to Thursday and just give him even another day to, to relax. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh what do you got though? What do you what are you thinking? I got Angel Sweep. Uh, I think the Red Sox are playing not great baseball right now. I know. Double check that, rewind that, make sure I said that correctly. Uh, Angels sweep the series. Rich Hill, I know he, he's been tough in the past, but the Angels have a really good lineup for, for a left-handed pitcher. Taylor Ward mashes left-handed pitchers. Mike Trout mashes left-handed pitchers. Um, Jared Walsh has been decent against left-handed pitchers this year. Not really, but okay. I, but I'm hoping Duffy's back in time for that game to play first base. Um, Fletcher is at least tough AB, so he'll do something, hopefully. I, I think the Angels sweep. That's that's a tough one, but I got Angel Sweep. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to go that far. I'll take Angels uh, take two or three though. I think they're I think they're gonna. I think Whit uh, Whitlock will 
kind of get it to him there. Um, but there's a lot of question marks this series, though, too, on, on the pitching side of things, which is a little bit worrisome. I'll say that. So, like, that's the only reason why I'm saying two out of three. I like how they're matching up against the – I like how they match up here against uh, against they Boston. Dodge, they dodge an ace again. It's unbelievable. Hey, wins are wins, man. Wins are wins. I mean, we're going to have to probably keep that, uh, keep that on our eye, though, how many – aces they actually face because they haven't done that a lot um but <laughs> i know you want to go they're dodging evaldi here and he has been really good this year so, uh, yes he has i'm not a big evaldi fan but yes he has <laughs> so uh nate you got any final thoughts before we let everybody go do i get two points if they sweep no i'm not giving you two points we're going point I, by point i just wanted to make sure you know if i call the sweep i get two points you know fine if they sweep i'll give you two points that's it we're all tied up, though. We're all tied up 2-2. Two, two. What? Uh, aren't we all tied up? Or are you up 2-1? 2-1. No, You're up 2-1? We were 1-1. One, yeah. one. I thought I was – I thought we died. No, 1-1. One, one. That's what I get. I, yeah, I think we were – we had the same in the last series, which yeah. sucks that we went the same route. But Yeah, I know. It is what it is. So you sweep. I got two or three. So, guys, just want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, making us the best podcast, Angels podcast out there. Um, you could subscribe wherever you are listening. Uh, follow us on all of our social medias. Just look up Talking Halos. You will find us. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim. You can follow Nate at Nakerine34. And, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.